can be beautiful if you let it. In the bowl. Yo, 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 what do you know? Welcome to In the Bowl Podcast. I'm your host, Nas. So that's all, man. Live from Dubai. And as always, In the Bowl Podcast is sponsored by <clears throat> sponsored by your nation's own number one mobile hookup provider, Cisha to you. They not only do private events, they do wholesale distribution and take your experience to the next level. What is happening? Uh, what's going on, man? We are back. How you doing? Hey, I was about to say that we are back. First, let's do let's do a quick little cheer saying it's good, good brother. Indeed, you know, indeed. It's, good been to a, see you. it's been a minute since we chatted, and you know, yes, sir. Got some good stuff. And as we just told folks, you know, it's always gonna be a, another opinion that we're gonna throw out, whether you love them, you know, but we back. Yes, we are, man. So, so, so how you been, man? I, I, I see we, we both been on the road. So how's uh how have your travels been? It's been good, man. It's been good. I mean, we we've been, you know, we hit the islands, we hit, you know, H Town. And speaking of H Town, that's definitely a conversation on that that we'll hit in a second. But yeah, man, went down there. Uh, just been chilling, man. Just really been chilling, chilling with the kids, you know, doing that whole shebang, enjoying the summer, man, enjoying the weather. It's hot as shit out here right now. <laughs> Uh, but but you know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about the, the weather this week because I know uh, you know it's been it's been you know a lot of heat advisories you know in, in the states you know so I'm, I'm gonna give it to you because usually you know I'm the one who's talking about you know the the heat but you know we're, we're about six seven eight weeks into it now so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet this week and I'm, I'm gonna let you all have uh, have the, the heat humidity shine man. That humidity's so thick, dog. That humidity don't make no sense. That humidity's crazy, man. Like, cause you, you don't ever know. Like, again, we, we experiencing tornadoes. You know what I'm saying? One second it'd be sunny, double rainbows, and all of a sudden it just, you know, ninety degrees, and it pours again. You know, you, you kind of, you gotta keep a change of clothes in the car. Uh, that's that's wild, man. I did see it. So it's been raining a lot because I, I was joking. Uh, you know, we have a guy in town, and I was telling him I was like, man, I don't think I've seen rain since. I haven't seen rain here, probably since maybe mid May. You know, give or take, because you know we, we did a little traveling as well. We uh, went out to Nairobi to Kenya, and you know, so so took a trip out to the East Africa, and that was cool because you know the weather was like. Uh, a 50 degree difference because right now in in, uh, in Kenya, you know, they're right there by the equator, so it's winter time there. Mm. So their high was like 70 degrees, but it averaged out to be about maybe 65 degrees a day. But you know, I mean, that was cool. Got to do a uh, safari, so got to see a couple of the couple of the big five. You know, saw some rhinos, saw some some lions just walking down the street, giraffes. You know, that was uh, that was wild to see a giraffe. I mean, a, a lion like. I would say maybe five feet from you. I mean, just walking down the street, not even paying any attention to you, man. So that was that's dope. Yeah, that was definitely different than uh, the Maasai tribe. You know, we went down and spent the day with them. You know, one of the uh, famous tribes in Tanzania and Kenya, and they're known for their high jumping dance. You know, so they called your boy out, man. So I had to, you know, dust off the sambas, man, and 
stretch out the knees and I was about you know, to say, man, if your knees make it, man, you was all right. Hey, man, I, I, even if there were any issues, man, I, I couldn't let it show. You know, I had folks out there who were, uh, you know, with us, you know, on, on the visit, and you know, I had to, you know, put on my game face, and you know. I had to do it big, man. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't have those Crocs on, Dom. I'm glad you didn't have the Crocs on. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, man, if I would have wore my Adidas Crocs, <clears throat> to, just to be clear here, they, they probably would have been destroyed, man. So when I tell you, we, we were out in the bush, man. We we were out in the bush, you know, so. That's the way man, to do it. Shoes. Huh? That's the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? When, oh, you, oh, know, you, get, when you go somewhere, you want to get go up in the culture like you that's what you want to do you want to learn you know what i'm saying like you know get cultured you know what i'm saying you want to learn about history you want to learn about you know where we come from you want to know you there you got to take it no man i i, I agree and, and that's something you know we're trying to do with, with every trip you know because we're, we're not the type to you know just stay on, on on the resort you know we 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 like to go outside the fence you know, you, you find somebody local, you know, who can, you know, take you around because that is the key thing, having someone local. You know, you don't just uh, just venture out by yourselves because uh, there was this market that we saw on YouTube that we wanted to hit up. And our, uh, our Sherpa was like, yeah, man, if you go in that market within five minutes, you won't have any any shades. You won't have your phone. You won't have a hat. They might you might not even have shoes on your feet and we'll all be separated. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's some that's some pretty good uh, information, but that's what they don't tell you on YouTube, you know. So it's always, you know, key to have, you know, somebody local who can tell you kind of the do's or don'ts, and yeah, you know, can kind of help you move around, man. But all in all, it was, it was a good trip, though, man. Definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed it. Went out there with some 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 good people, so you know, we, we had a good week out there. No, that's definitely what's up. That's definitely what's up. That's definitely what's up. But. Um... Yeah, man, I think that's what the summer's about, man. And not even the summer, life. Learning where you can, learning what you can, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what it's all about. So, and like like we talk about the learning, I think that's a, a good segue, you know, when you find your passion, you find who you are. We always talk about that. Can passion and purpose be the same thing? You know, is, you know, but um, I think that's a good segue into today's show. You know, today's a special show. It's a great show, as always. Indeed. You know, but um, you know, I definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna do a you know for this guy here. You know, he started off as a defensive back at Morgan. He graduated from Morgan. Went to coaching high schools, Canadian football. He was on LSU's coaching staff as the coordinator. He's the seventh in his seventh NFL season and currently defensive back coach with the Vikings. He's a good brother. He's a son. He's a husband. He's my guy. Now known as the godfather of the Geronte Jones Bourbon Club. <laughs> I, w- I want to introduce Mr. Geronte Jones, aka Crow. What's good? What's up, What's fellas? Going What's going on? Thanks What's for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, man. We appreciate, man. Appreciate you stepping up and scheduling, you know, and, and and showing us, you know, who you are. But you know, as we talk about you, real quickly, we talk about you being the godfather of Bourbon Club. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 speak I, on it. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. 
I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't know if that's a green screen in the back or if that's you know if that's a library back there, but it look it looks mighty cool in, in, in the background, good brother. Nah, man, yeah. it's uh you know, tall man kind of inspires me a little bit, you know. What I mean, when it comes to those things, now I just try to I picked it up, you know, being in Cincinnati, really, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in the close to Kentucky, bourbon capital of the world. And then I started, you know, went from like mixing drinks, being like a mixologist and all that kind of stuff to try to really enjoying the uh the true tastes and the the palates and all that kind of stuff and the noses of of just all types of uh spirits that's great it's, it's always them there's always them folks with them cool ass jobs that have the cool ass hobbies you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to figure that out i'm trying to figure out that math it always just works out man that's that's dope <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I don't I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. But uh you know, you guys got your hobbies. I you know, you guys got the shisha, you know. I, I tall man hooked me up uh, a couple years ago, taught me how to do it. So I do have that. I didn't break it out for the, you know, I should have broke it out for the night, but um sometimes getting home and just pouring a nice little relaxing glass is is okay, especially you know, I don't go back to work until July twenty third. So Okay. So got a couple more days on the vacation. There you go. There we go. Well, you know, I, I definitely have to say that uh, that we are honored that uh, that you graced us with your, your presence, uh, D. Jones, because uh, you know, I always tell you, you know, uh, whether it's on the phone or to your face, that you know that you are my my, my role model. You know, so I, I am humbled, you know, to to have you here with us today and to to be able to you know just have a you know nice conversation and allow you to drop you know some of the gems that you are always known to to drop as, as well as uh, uh nice little friendly banter you know so, yeah. so we definitely yeah. we definitely appreciate that but i guess to uh to take it back because you know nas did a you know a, a great intro with uh you know running down uh your, your resume and i i had the pleasure of uh you know visit you with you know some of these spots you know didn't make it out to hawaii but you know we'll uh we'll, we'll, we'll set up a hawaii trip another time so you can show me around but, Never but, know. but what but what inspired you to get into coaching you know just being around the game the love of the game you know, really be honest with you, got injured in Morgan, so I didn't have a chance to really finish my career at Morgan. So kind of felt slighted in that way. But, you know, it was all part of God's plan with the injury. And uh, my position coach was like, hey, why don't you come on out and pretty much help me coach? You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's kind of one thing led to the next. You know, you're still around the sport, that game that you love, and you develop a passion for it in a different light. You know, one is being on the field, and that's a passion. But then you understand how you have the ability to help others, you know, try to achieve their highest level. Um, and it just took off from there. But it was some it was some growing pains, though. When, when you talk about the growing pains, is it, you know, is it – because a lot of people talk about it, A lot of people run into those growing pains that are like a wall, right? Yeah. You know, you as a you as a leader, you know, and I want to get into that a little bit. But you as a leader, but then also getting into your passion, you know, what was that like running into that wall? You know, it, it's a, it was a couple walls, right? And so, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of young coaches try to say, "Hey, how do I get there? How do I get in? Do you recommend it?" I'm gonna be honest with you, Nas. I don't remember. I don't recommend this thing to anybody. 
<laughs> real. That's real. It, 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 I'm just being honest because you know they they get into it or they want to get into a lot of guys. You know they see the limelight, they see the NFL uh, or even Power Five college football, mm-hmm. um, and they see where the end of the tunnel is. But that's a long, dark tunnel, mm-hmm. right? And so when I started talking to him about, you know, starting out, you know, at GA, which is fine down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not know the business really, so the head coach got fired like right after the season. So now you boom, just that quick, you're unemployed. And then I take a job at to uh, it's funny, I don't even bring this up, most people don't even know I was there, <laughs> but uh, North Park University in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was living in first of all, I was homeless, right? So I was living, I had an 88 prelude, remember the red prelude from the college? Hey, I do, <laughs> and uh, so I drove it up to Chicago. I'm in I'm in the prelude. I'm there February of uh, 2002, I think it was. Yeah, February 2002. February in Chicago, the winds, the weather, the snow, and I'm sleeping in my car for like the first two or three months, you know, and I had to keep the car running just to keep some heat in the car. Crack the window. My aunt had to wake me up every morning. Uh, then I go to work because I couldn't afford to live in Chicago, right? And so your home is there. Then I get, I go from there. I go from the car to the pantry. I know tall man know about the pantry. It's like a, it was it was so narrow, Nas, that a, a twin size blow up mattress wouldn't lay flat. That's how narrow the the walls were. <laughs> and so think about it. A twin size blow up mattress had to lay this way, right? And so when you uh when you sleep in it, it and actually curves into that V. <laughs> and so. You know, and I'm out there, I'm sleeping. I got sweats on, leather coat, because the breeze is still coming in because I'm in the pantry outside the, really outside the apartment complex. But anyway, long story short, man, that kind of, God blessed me from there. I kind of stuck it out and then went to Louisiana. From Louisiana, came to Bowie. Almost got out of coaching twice. Uh, mm. So I got out, I got accepted to law school when I was in Louisiana before I got the Bowie State job. And then uh, so I contemplated I, it's long story short, I got accepted at LSU in Southern Law, but then I um, ended up taking the Bowie State job, coming up, coming back home for five years. It was a struggle. Everybody was like, don't take it. Because mm. uh, the struggles of going to, I hate to say it, you know, but playing in black college, coaching in black college, if you're there too long, you can kind of get stuck, you know, mm. and then the perception of what, of how others see black college football. Mm. As as you know, in the in the coaching world, is 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 brutal, man. They say that they they still remember back in the day with Cadillac Records and the and the and the, uh, the you know the primarily black record labels, right? They just call it the chicken the Chitlin Circuit, you know. Chitlin Circuit. It, yeah. So that's what that's what HBCU is in terms of the coaching. Um, and so, but just fighting that fighting that you know going against that, still saying that hey, you know what? If you go there, you do your thing. You keep your nose down, keep your head down, you grind it out. Just try to be the best that you can be at that particular level, that particular spot where you are. Um, you know, you never know. Things may happen. Opportunities can happen. And so five years later, I had the opportunity to go to UCLA. Homeless again when I go to UCLA, right? So uh, now I'm 30, still trying to make it in this profession. UCLA calls. They say, hey, we can, we got a job for you. But we can't pay you as a full time. You gotta, we gotta give you like a scholarship, right? And so you can't, you can't survive off thousand dollars a month in Los Angeles. I don't care Ooh. what, 
I don't care what year it is. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. But, you know, your cell phone. Man, we had the Nextels back then. That was $200 just off the break. Off the cell phone. <laughs> easily. Easily. <laughs> off the break, you're down, you're down $200. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, anyway, so I, I actually, I stepped, I stepped in my, uh, my meeting room. Um, you know, so none of the players knew that I was in that role. They thought I was a full-time coach. Slept in my meeting room. And just made it work for about eight or nine months and then had an opportunity to go to CFL, like you talked about. Montreal was good. And then after that, the career just kind of jumped off with Hawaii, Wisconsin, and then into the league at Miami, man. But those those homeless years, man, and nobody it's it's a struggle. You know, it's definitely a struggle. Nobody wants to talk about that. And my first year in Hawaii, actually, I slept in my uh my office again for the whole year just to try to recruit funds that was spent from uh from, 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 you know, when you were homeless and you're trying to make it. So that whole first year, I slept in the office. So you really talk about, you know, in those early years, technically you're homeless three years out of those, you know, all together. But, you know, God has blessed me to have some opportunities and kind of move forward. So I kind of – I paint that picture to these young guys because, you know, they feel like if it doesn't happen in one or two years, it's time mm. to move on. Or they're not patient enough mm. to put – that time in, and I remember when I, I remember. So I was in, I remember when I was in the pantry. I remember this, and uh, my family, you know, they was like, "Just come on home, just move on home, move back, give it up." And I remember a veteran coach. Matter of fact, his name is Vernon Hargraves. He was a linebackers coach for uh, Miami Hurricanes at the time. His son actually got drafted a couple of years later. But Vernon told me he said, "Sometimes you got to pay your dues. You never, and nobody never tell you what those dues are, right?" And so a lot of the young guys that are coming up in the profession today. They don't really know what those dudes are and, and no one tells you what it is right it's almost like when you're getting married and they say for better or for worse nobody talks about what that worst could be um but you still got to push through it so the profession is different it's difficult you know uh now i'm fortunate enough to kind of be in i like to call it one of uh some people say one of 32 in the, in the world to coach at the highest level but uh i'm one of 12 that have their own db room the entire room so a lot of the, the other coaches in the, in the the other DB coaches in the NFL, uh, it's only 12 of us that are the lead and have the entire room. Everyone else has to split that room up with the safeties and corners coach. So it's really mm. only for us to do that. Wow. So, yeah. That's dope, man. You, 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 you hit something real quick, man. And, and, and well, But you hit something that even, even for me, like it hits to the core, right? You, you basically said you had an option to go to law school or sleep in the car, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, that was happening, right? Or that was what yeah. happened, maybe, potentially. Yep. But not even knowing of what your decision was going to make and what your path was going to look like. What really made you just, what made you just kick that, like just stick through that and not go to law school? Cause you know, law school. You, you, you know what? People strive for that. People are like, man, I'm trying to get into law. People, people spend, hundreds and thousands and, and do Kaplan study and do this, that, and the third. And, 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 and that is like their goal there. Right. But, but, but is it, but is it their passion? Damn. Mm. And, yeah, and so, and, and so, yeah, you can do that. And we all, we all, we all grew up with our families telling us, you know, try to find something that you're passionate about. Whereas when you go to work, it's not really work. Some if you find something that you can do for that you would do for free, mm. that's a passion, right? You're doing it because you enjoy it. And uh, you know, I I enjoy coaching a 24, a 35-year-old in Harrison Smith, just like I enjoy coaching a, a, a nine, 10-year-old in Little League or Pop Warner, you know, at a camp. And so 
It's just the pleasures of it. And so, yeah, you could take that. You could take that law degree. You can go to law school, you know, nine to five or even some other, you know, longer than that, because they, they do work hard, um, but have the suit on. But you're going to work and you're is it fulfilling you? Right. I mean, is it what 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 fulfillment are you getting out of it? Are you passionate about it? Yeah, you can make money. Right. And I, I, I've, uh, that's another thing. Right. I, I uh, I've been I've been fortunate enough to know that money isn't everything. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, my 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 tribe, my times at LSU really hit on that. Um, but you go, you, you know, you're making this money as a lawyer. You could be a partner of a law firm. But if you're coming home at night and you feel like something's missing or you feel like you're not having an impact on people's lives, um, mm. it's, it's just it's part of it. Right. Like, I don't know any lawyer. I don't know many lawyers that would do it for free. <laughs> right. If they well, if they do, they go on public defender, like public defender. And it's not about the money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they do a lot of pro bono work, you know, they're trying to give back. But um, and I'm not trying to generalize all lawyers, but, you know, I, yeah. and I, I love law. I, I really do. I, I like law. I enjoy it. But does it, is it does it fulfill me? Is it a passion of mine? No. And so my thought process behind that was let me try football. Let me take this thing as far as I can take it. Law school will always be there. Um, the opportunity, people can go to law school at 30, 35, 40 years old and, you know, start to regenerate or rebuild their career from that point. But an opportunity in football and coaching, you got you to seize the moment. And, uh, you know, even though it was Boise State and it was an opportunity, but, you know, like one of my mentors told me, hey, you got to go there, but your defense got to be one of the best in the nation. You got to do something to stand out from the rest. And, and we were fortunate to do that in five years. We were ranked – Top five in the we were ranked top five. Uh, actually, in five years, we were ranked number one, two, and three in the nation uh, in Division two football. So, yeah. three out of five years, we were ranked top three. So, you know, that helped get another opportunity. And you know, and I'm I'm glad you 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 mentioned that because uh, I didn't want us to to, to gloss over that uh, you know that 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 part of Bowie State of where. Uh, where the defense was ranked because you all really, you know, pulled off, you know, something, uh, some, something special there, you know, so definitely, you know, hats off to you for that because, uh, even though I, I do consider you my, uh, my, my, my role model and my idol, you know, I, it feels good when you can brag about your boy, be like, Hey, look, this is what my man did, you know? So, you know, I can, I can pull that card out of my pocket every now and then when I'm in, uh, in, in, in sports talk, you know, so, so definitely man, didn't want to, uh, Bowie holds a special place to me. It helped develop who I am as a, as a person, you know, and in, in, in the character and the coaching personality. Um, I would say Bowie and, and Louisiana, my time in Louisiana has really groomed me in terms of structure and who I am as a, my personality when it comes to coaching. Um, so now nah, those, those two places are, are, are true to me. Well, let, let me ask you this question. So, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, at the collegiate level. So what do you think were, I guess, like one or two of the, your biggest challenges at coaching at the collegiate level? <laughs> you know, the quality of life is different. Um, so so it was, you know, you know how, you know, the saying, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So okay. before I had the opportunity to go to the NFL, you know, I spent 15 years in college. And I loved college, right? So when one of my mentors, Vance Joseph, called me with the opportunity to come to Miami with him, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm good. I'm going to stay here in college at Wisconsin. 
because that's all I knew. And I had no aspirations really of coaching in the league because I enjoyed the recruiting process. I enjoyed the relationships that you were building with these young men and the families. And, you know, you know, these families were trusting you. They were trusting you with their child to help them become a better man, uh, you know, a better son, you know, help them grow to so they can become uh, a positive influence in our community. Right. And so you're looking at that. And that's what I love most about it, where, you know, I was getting invited to so many of my former players weddings, right? you know, because the relationship you build. <laughs> and so it changed. Right. I loved it. I got to the league. The league was totally different. Right. It's uh, you get some time off. You know, it's it's 100 percent football. There's no class. There's no class checks. There's no study hall. You know, there's no babysitting. Right. When you forget, you, you realize how much babysitting you were doing in college. And so when LSU came back around, the opportunity, I couldn't pass it up. I, I, I couldn't pass it up. It was an opportunity to go back to go to, go to LSU uh, to really be, you know, John Mitchell was the first black coordinator in the SEC uh, who's on Pittsburgh Steelers staff. He was the first black coordinator at LSU. Unfortunately, John Mitchell did not coach the season. He got hired in the spring. Uh, from my understanding, and then it was because some issue, some issues uh, had to be let go, and then he brought he was brought back, but in a different role. And so, technically, in terms of coaching an NFL season, I was NFL, LSU's first black coordinator, and so that opportunity was powerful for me to do that. But when I got there, I realized that um, this this new generation is different, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's an entitled it's it's an entitled generation. Um, and so I'm recruiting guys, and it's not about relationships anymore. It, it was different. Mm. It's about what can me and my family coach. Now, you know, the NIL is, is, is really prevalent in the college football. Yeah. And it's about, you know, I'm going to the highest bidder. And, you know, at that time it was legal or not legal, rather. But now it's become more legal. But now you're talking about in terms of, you know, uh, coach, I need this, I need that. And I'm not risking my, my career for you. Um, and But – it wasn't about relationships. It became so cold and so business oriented. And I thought mm. that the process of which I once loved is now gone. Mm. Um, and, and so it, it was different. And then you're looking at these guys and, and, and there's some great athletes coming out. They're, well, there's some good athletes coming out. They're not great yet, but there's some good athletes coming out. Mm -hmm. But I remember I'm at LSU and I'm looking at these top, you know, five DBs in the country um, and they got talent. And they're asking for things and they want things. And I'm like, hey, my man, I, I just coached some some pro bowlers and Rashad Jones and Harrison Smith. <clears throat> you ain't those dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> nor have you accomplished what they've accomplished. So, you know, you want these things and you have not stepped foot on a college campus yet. You're talking about you playing against somebody's little cousins and they're going to go and work and track, you know, AutoZone or maybe go to college and be a businessman or somewhere. But they're not professional athletes. Um, yeah. So it was a little different. And and so it kind of it kind of put a black eye to the college game for me a little bit. Uh, mm. And just just dealing with what was once the relationships that was so genuine, you know, and kids were actually they felt they felt great when they received an, an offer from you, you know, and, and they wanted to be at that institution and they wanted to play for you and they wanted all those things. And now it just became like, hey, I don't care who I play for. I don't care where I go to. I'm going to be gone in two or three years anyway. Um, <clears throat> what's the best business decision for me and my family? So really, 
if they're going to handle it like free agents, I might as well go back to the play NFL where we, we can get who we want in free agency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> That's deep. You say that. Like, I know the NIL has been real big, right? I know at some point, some folks would say, you know, you know, some folks would say when people make it to the league, it's like they make it, right? And now you're trying to make certain accomplishments, and obviously you establish that <clears throat> you are a top athlete in your profession, right? You know, and so a lot of people would sit there and say they loved college because, like you said, they had a passion. And they were still striving to get to their goal and to the ultimate dream, right, to actually step field on the NFL field. Yeah. Right? And so do you think, like, the NIL is definitely taking that – do you think it's taking some of the passion out and it's definitely creating that entitlement? And I think you kind of hit that, but yeah, I, I think, think that kind of started it. Started I think, the, I think the NIL is, I think the NIL has done a couple of things in my opinion. I think the NIL is going to eventually, in my personal opinion, I think it's going to eventually destroy or have a negative impact on the camaraderie of an, a college football team mm-hmm. uh, or just college football, just college sports in general. Um, because, what you're starting to see as if you've been playing, let's say Nas, you've been, on a, you've been at University of Maryland, for example. I don't know. Well, let's say you're at University. Let's say you're at University of Maryland. You're a you're a rising junior. You're a two-time starter. You know, you're putting your work in, and now here I come along. I'm the hot shot recruit, right? And now they're giving me 300, 400, 500k a year before I made a play. And you've been making plays for that institution, for that coaching staff for a while. And now I come in, you may have a $50,000 NIL deal. I'm coming in with 500 k And you're like, hold up, dude. You ain't you yeah. ain't even earned this spot yet. You ain't even started. You haven't done anything. You haven't yeah. put that work in. And so, you know, it's going to start to, in my, I think eventually, um, it's going to create – Tension amongst teams, amongst the players in the locker room, and you know how it is when you put money into a situation, right? It's going to create division. You know why? Yeah. Is, why is he getting it and I'm not? Oh, you know what? I'm not getting yeah. it now. I'm gonna transfer out and I'm gonna go somewhere else. Um, and it's just, it's just. Yeah. I think it's having a negative impact. And then what happens? The next thing is now you get to the league and you're used to getting this money, and you're used to doing things. You said everybody kind of like being at your beck and call and you get to the NFL and it's not like that, right? Because we don't care when you get drafted or how you got to the team. It's the best player is going to play. And and so now you get this this guy who may have been a hot shot in college and he may be getting all these perks and now he's struggling uh, at the next level. And you hit on something. You say, well, once you get to the league, you've reached your goal. And I think a lot of these young players, the issue is, once they get to the league, or once they've done everything to get to the get that opportunity to go to the NFL, they forgot about what got them there, and they felt like I'm here now, I've arrived, um, and they forget about the work that has to be put in because you know everybody knows NFL means not for long, and so you get right out of there quick, fast, <laughs> hurry, because as coaches, you know everything is a, a week by week, season by season, and uh, you know there's no longevity in this business, so. Mm. I can dig it. I can dig it. Man. Well, now to uh, to ask you another question. So, you know, as a you know, as a DB coach, so what would be your top three DBs of all time? Oh, who, who, who's on your list? Oh man, uh, that's tough. 
Uh, that's that's tough because uh, you know you got corners and safeties. I I just I think everybody is special in their own way. I know growing up, you know you know you're a big Deion Sanders fan. You know Prime has done a great job with what he's you know with coming into the coaching realm. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best at University of Colorado. You know, but I would say Prime is definitely. I think he put the cornerback position on the map in terms of having that mentality, um, those battles, you know, is, is different. I would say, oh man, it's, 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 it's so many, right? You got, you got, you got Ronnie Lott. You know, I, I grew up watching Ronnie Lott. I tried to mimic my game Ronnie Lott in terms of physicality. Um, you know, I think you got to throw, you know, I, I'm going to just throw, you got Ed Reed, you got Troy Palomalu, you got Rod Woodson, you got Charles Woodson, you got, Darrell Reeves, as of late, you know, there's so many dudes, man, that I think you can put out there. Um, it, it's tough. It, it, it's tough. But I, I will say I think I've I've been blessed to coach a couple of the guys I think are, are future Hall of Famers in, you know, in terms of the safety position, Rashad Jones and, and, and Harrison Smith, who's a – Harrison Smith is a phenomenal dude, man, um, helping me with my golf game. But uh, and then and then you know everybody knows who Patrick Peterson is and, and Pat P has been was phenomenal for us last year in terms of being a leader, um, a mentor to these young guys. You know he take care of his body. I think he was the epitome of how a pro should be in terms of the importance of your body um, mm. and, and how you have to manage that week in week out, day in day out to just be ready for the next week. And so. Uh, wish him nothing but the best at, at Pittsburgh. Um, I know he just got back from Africa. He was out there as well, traveling with the family. But uh, so I think, you know, just being fortunate with those guys. And then a the young dude, Xavier Howard, is like my little bro. Um, the list goes on and on. It's a lot of dudes, man. It's a lot of guys out there. You know, Lester Hayes bringing it back with the stick on his hands. There's, there's so many dudes, man, back there that you can name. It's tough. It, it, it's tough. That's dope. <clears throat> That's dope, man. But like you said, man, it's just your resume speaks for itself, man. You're a true leader, you know, and, and definitely yes. been role models to folks. <clears throat> you have some solid role models. It's, um, nah, I appreciate, you know, you know, giving your flowers today, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, we appreciate you just leading people in the right direction and, and just helping people achieve, you know, their, 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 their optimal level right there and, and just guiding that way so we appreciate you being that role model in people's lives dude we, appreciate it you know on the field and off the field man you're a good dude this dude right here is a good brother right here <laughs> exactly appreciate it man appreciate it appreciate it no, nah, i've I just been blessed man so you know always even with like uh you know now that our circle you know their kids are coming up and they're going to college and they do different things and just trying to you know if anybody have any questions in terms of you know, what it takes to get to really college or, or scholarships or anything like that, or the process and how it works, what coaches are looking for. I think there's a misconception of what coaches really want and what they're looking for. Mm. Um, you know, any, any time I can help out, you know, feel free to reach out, whoever, you know, so. My guy. Well, you, you know, I, I did have, you know, one more question of a uh, fact or fiction, because, you know, back to our, our days at, uh, you know, the Morgan State University, there was this uh, this vicious rumor 
that one day you walked into the gym and did a, a workout and a pair of Ferragamos. <laughs> and I, and I, I just want to set the record straight, you know, is I think everybody, you know, here has, has at least one or two pair of Ferragamos, a very comfortable loafer, but <laughs> did you do a workout they were, pair they were. of Ferragamos? <laughs> You know, I I cannot I, I cannot confirm or deny, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I I will say, and I, and I think I know your source. You know, who's a very you know that that guy his initials are MC. He's not credible. <laughs> he's not a credible source at all. Um, no, I, you know what? It it wasn't like that. It wasn't intentional. It was. <laughs> We were, I think we had a presentation in class or something, and we were, after class was over, I had to walk back. I had to get my workout in. I'd rather go all the way back, change clothes, and come back. You know how it is, the, the distance from classrooms to the gym. <laughs> you had to go through Hillfield House anywhere at the time. And so I figured, you know what, let me just go in, you know, change the shirt. And uh, it was an upper body workout. So it was an upper body workout <laughs> at that time. So, But you did yeah. it, though. So, yes? It, it, I, I cannot remember the shoes that I had on, but I, I, it, was, it, it was a workout. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, I, I, I thank you for your, your your candor and your honesty. You know, like I said, you know, I just wanted to put that rumor to rest. You know, it's Thanks. been it's been been quite a while since that rumor has been 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 swirling. You know what I mean? People in the streets talking, they're in the gyms talking, you know. So I just wanted to just put it on the table once and for all. So, so we, I, we appreciate, appreciate the that. candor. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that's funny. Shit. Oh man, funny. Oh gosh, man, you guys are crazy. Oh man, right oh, man. you know, I always joke around and say that you know, I mean, uh, the, the sun is up, so it's almost time for me to go into the you know. Well, the, the when, phone when, you, booth. when you guys when you guys coming out to Minnesota for for a game, man. Uh, you, you, you know. already know that text message is loaded, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got that. I, that thing is saved in my email drive to be confident text in a short bit, so you ain't got to worry about that, good brother. Come on out for Look. a game, man. Like I got to tell people, people, you ain't got to worry about the cold weather out here. We play indoors. Yeah, we in there. <laughs> we in there, baby. We <laughs> You definitely, definitely. Yeah, because you, you can't, Nas, you came to Miami, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And like, as always, my guy showed love. I'm not going to lie, man. That was one of my early dates, too. Yeah. You know yeah. Now, granted, I am where I'm at now, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I feel like that was one of the pivotal points that kind of helped. Like, oh, this dude kind of cool, you know? It's not, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Know that. Miami was a good time. Miami was that a was a great time, good brother. Yeah, that yeah. Was a great yeah. Time. <laughs> So I appreciate that. I got I got a little one. I got a little one from that trip. So we good. We hit we hit the little lounge up. That's hey, hey, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, so but before we get out of here, so uh so, so what do you good gentlemen have planned for the upcoming weekend? What's going on? You about to start. What you about to do, man? Go the end your vacation or the Oh man, I'm I, I so I just got back to Minneapolis uh last night, man, and this is my I need a week to just kind of decompress and, and just kind of truly relax and regroup and get ready for get my mind right, really, uh, for the season. I got to be in the office Sunday. We start up on Sunday. So 
uh, I'm just relaxing, man. Just taking it easy. I've been golfing. I got a got a three hour drive tomorrow in Duluth uh, to Duluth, Minnesota. A little golfing trip tomorrow, and uh, that's about it, man. Come on back. I'm gonna hit golf Thursday and massage on Thursday evening and uh, relax, man. Just lay low, watch some movies. Try to taste some of the open some of these bottles back here. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, to break open the season, to, you know, to welcome the new season in, and, and and that's it. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Definitely heard you slipped in and get in the massage. So I hear you on that, good brother. Right, man, you got listen. I'm gonna tell you, as I've gotten older, man, that body you gotta <laughs> gotta take care of it. Man, I do. I get massages, acupunctures, chiropractors. On a, on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, man. It's all about that body. You got to keep that body right. Oh, shit. That's key. Right. Yeah, got to. Yeah. Plus the stress, man. Keep the stress down. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You got to keep that stress down. I got to hit both of y'all good brothers up on the golf day, man. We got we to do a golf trip then, man. We gotta man, go. you know, I got to do I got to do the Dubai. I got to come on out there. I got to I got to go and. And, ex- and explore that that land out there, man. You know, that's one of my spots I got to put on my bucket list. Hey, you know, I'm always hey. down for a good guy. Family trip. Let me know what we're doing, man. We out. Let me know. Hey, the, the doors are open. But I, I will tell you one thing, though. Uh, golfing out here in Dubai is is, is different. You know, I, I think the, the last time I went out, I haven't gone out yet this month, but when I went out in June, man, we had a uh, – we tried to get a 7.30 tea time, but we ended up getting an 8.30 tea time in another course because it was it was four of us. Yeah. And when I tell you that by maybe by whole six or whole seven, it already felt like about 118, 120 degrees Ooh. outside. Yeah. Nah. You know, so when, when it got to like down to, you know, the, the stretch, the tail end of the back nine, I think whole 15, 16 just – you could see things starting to drop off, you know, with, with people's driving and things like that because uh, the heat was real, man. It took me like a full two days to recover. So now, you know, we're trying to do some night golf because they have a lot of uh, uh, night courses out here. So you'll go out, you know, 7.30, you know, right after sundown. And, you know, it's still humid because the humidity picks up at night, but you don't have the sun. So you're still sweating, but, you know, you're playing golf at night. But it definitely is a, a different experience, you know I mean? Beautiful courses. You know, it's uh, it's, it's a great time. It's just the summers are, are rough. You know, if you go off from October to March, you know, you're getting like 85, 90 degree weather. You know, so it's definitely, you know, a lot, a lot easier on you. But the summer, summers are real here. Oh, Damn, yeah, you got that. I'm good. You come back and stay five. We get golfing then, dear brother. Oh man, well. We can go ahead and, and, and wrap this one up, man. It was uh, definitely a, you know, good show. You know, glad that we had, uh, you know, the, the good man, uh, D. Jones on here. You know, like we, we mentioned, you know, he's always going, you know, drop some, uh, drop some gems and, you know, I mean, just hearing his story and, you know, how, you know, he started off and, you know, the things that he went through to, you know, persevere, you know, to get to, you know, where he's at. I mean, it's a true testament of, you know, his character and, and, and who he is. So so definitely, you know, shout out to him and best of luck in, in the upcoming season. For sure. And as we always say, you know, once again, just want to give a shout out to Shisha to you, you know, our, our sponsor. Don't forget you can follow them on IG. You can follow us on Twitter at End the Bowl Pod. 
Don't forget to keep those hookahs clean. After every use, just go ahead and rinse it out so that way when you're ready to smoke again, everything is good to go for you. We always say we are highly opinionated individuals, you know, so if we said something that struck a chord with you, you know, definitely hit us up uh, in the comments and, you know, let us know your thoughts. We love the interaction. And until next week, we appreciate y'all.